Hello, 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 and welcome back to FIFA Talks with Hathi. Another day and another upset at the 2020 Qatar World Cup. Germany failed to capitalize on their early dominance. Yes, sirs and madams, we are going to talk about Germany first. With more than 80% of the possession and the most of the chances at the end of the first half, Germany was the clear winner. It seemed inevitable that they would score a second goal even at the start of the second half. However, they blew numerous opportunity and in the end they only had themselves to blame. Even after scoring their second goal, Japan did not let up and kept trying to score. You cannot help but wonder whether this German team was a little too relaxed. In group E action on Wednesday Japan overcame one goal deficit of their own to overcome 2014 World Cup champions Germany just a little over 24 hours after Saudi Arabia made an astonishing comeback against Lionel Messi led Argentina the four-time champions were shocked as Ritsudon and uh, Takuma Sano delivered Japan a stunning victory at Khalifa International Stadium after a first half in which Germany seemed completely at ease and Ike Gundogan's penalty gave them a 1-0 advantage. With Japan starting the competition ranked 24th, the second highest team in the Asian Confederation, this came as an even bigger surprise. However, The Samurai Blue has made a remarkably astounding amount of improvement recently. Hoffman and Gnabry were stopped 3 times in a row by Gonda with 20 minutes remaining. His bravery seemed to inspire his teammates and Japan's incredible endurance allowed them to finally take control of the game. Following Argentina's defeat to Saudi Arabia the day before, Japan saw an opportunity for another shock and push towards after Don's spectacular attempt on minute 75. Asano's goal was a stunning shot as he raced onto a long pass, outran his opponent and slammed the ball past a helpless Neuer. But Germany and Spain heavily favored over Japan and Costa Rica in group E. It was initially thought to be one of the most predictable World Cup groups. But oh how the tables have turned. But we fail to remember that this is the same Japan team that was able to not only beat Panama but Uruguay and Costa Rica in 2018 and nearly beat the dark horses of 2018 FIFA World Cup Russia the Belgium team i still remember belgium and japan like it was yesterday it was and is my favorite matches to revisit from 2018 world cup i can totally see japan being in top 16 this year because they deserve nothing less moving over to the beat down yes i am indeed talking about the match between spain and costa rica i know i know i know i'm not going in chronological order but i know you're waiting for the same as well spain made their mark on the 22 fifa world cup with a 7-0 thrashing of costa rica and a performance that sent a message after merely 11 minutes dani olamo gave la roja the lead with their 100th 
World Cup goal and Marcus Asensio increasing their advantage 10 minutes later. Before Gavi scored the best of the goals and made history by becoming Spain's youngest World Cup goal scorer, Ferran Torres scored both of Spain's goal either side of the halftime, once from penalty spot and once from open play. Gavi was one of the two youngsters chosen by the Spain's manager Luis Enrique and he and Pedri both excelled in a squad with few vulnerabilities. Carlos Solar and Alvaro Morata added the final two goals. It was nothing short of a beatdown. Spain's victory over Costa Rica is their biggest win ever. With 82% of possession over ball, 1,045 passes with 93% accuracy, 17 shots taken, out of which 8 were on target, 7 of which were goal. The stat seems right out of a FIFA video game played between Emmanuel Stephen and me. Just, just straight up thrashing. I feel you, Costa Rica. I, I, I genuinely do. But now, this makes Group E more interesting than ever. Moving on to Morocco versus Croatia. I had high hopes from Croatia, considering their run in 2018 World Cup. They beat the ever-loved Senegal, Nigeria and mighty Argentina and England in 2018. I expected them to win against Morocco this time, but instead, this is the first time in 12 World Cup matches that Croatia has failed to score. Two shots on target from both teams and it just felt like, eh. For the duration of the World Cup cycle, Morocco has been amongst the most dominant African team. Despite losing to Egypt in the quarterfinal, they were the more dominant team based on caliber of their chances and the variance that went against them. Morocco's roster does not have many gaps and the skill begins in the broad spaces. The top ball movers and chance makers from wide areas are Hakimi from PSG, Ziyech from Chelsea and Mazawi of Bayern Munich. In their Group F opener, Morocco was able to contain Croatian captain Modric, who was still his team's best player and had one of the best chances when his shot narrowly missed the crossbar in the first half. Loran attempted to score from a corner kick in the second half, but uh, Amrabat saved Moroccan's point with a diving clearance. The impact Modric had during the previous World Cup in Russia, where he helped Croatia reach its first final before falling to France, wasn't nearly as great this time around. That was primarily due to Morocco, who harassed and tormented the Croatians at every opportunity, encouraged by their red-shirted fans who outnumbered and were considerably noisier than the Croatian supporters. The 37-year-old Modric is competing in his fourth and presumably his final World Cup and he is hoping to add an international championship to the many trophies he has already won throughout his successful Real Madrid career. Moving on to the last match of the day, Belgium versus Canada. Oh, Canada, hold your head up high, for you are kings. In spite of putting on a fantastic display in its first World Cup appearance in 36 years, Canada lost to Belgium on Wednesday by a score of 1-0. The 41st-ranked Canadians were unafraid of the occasion, 
regularly putting the second-ranked Belgians on the back foot. And in the 10th minute, Canada had a wonderful opportunity to score its first ever World Cup goal and take the lead. But Courtois, the Belgian goalkeeper, who resembled Inspector Gadget today for some reason, saved Alfonso Davies's penalty effort after Yannick Carrasso was given a yellow card for handball. The pace and press of Canadians caused the Belgians real discomfort in the first half. Real Madrid striker Eden Hazard and Manchester City midfielder Kevin De Bruyne were fairly quiet during the first half. But Belgium's Michi Batsui broke the scoreless tie just before the break. At the 44th minute, after receiving a superbly placed long pass by Toby, Batsui put it across Milan Borhan of Canada to gain the lead. As both teams pushed for the next goal, the second half of the game was tense. Despite having two teams' highest level of hunger, Canada was unable to overcome Courtois. With about 10 minutes left, substitute Lauren in particular had a few opportunities go begging. It was the Canadians' last-second defensive that prevented Belgium from doubling its lead despite having the opportunities to do so. Fatigue ultimately became a factor, and Belgium's goal in the first half was sufficient to decide the match. Well, that was it today from my side. My name is Meir Hathi, and this is FIFA Talks with Hathi by Hathi Talks. FIFA Talks with Hathi is a podcast that will primarily focus on post-match analysis for FIFA Qatar 2022 World Cup. This podcast will be produced on an everyday basis. If you like our content, follow Hathi Talks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And we also have a website that is hathitalks.com. That is it for today. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Live life, love life and be the greatest version of yourself every day. This is Meer Hathi signing off. Meet you tomorrow, okay?